Rico, and yes, I am back in the saddle this week for another edition of Treks in Sci-Fi. This is podcast 261 for January the 10th, 2010. Yes, it's a new year, the first podcast I'm doing for the new year. Uh, I'd just like to thank Vartok for the excellent John Williams uh, musical podcast and guest spot that he did last weekend. I, I got a lot of great comments from people about that. I enjoyed it quite a bit. It was just a, amazing the the breadth of music that, that John Williams has done. And uh, again, Vartok, great job. And uh, you're welcome back anytime you'd like to guest host again, which uh, I may be uh, making more of a call out for guest hosts over the next several weeks and things because uh, I've gotten myself uh, another new job. Uh, yes, another new job. <laughs> <laughs> and it uh, all happened fairly quickly. I start this coming week. Uh, I'll tell you all about it. Y'all, uh, well, I'm not really going south at all, So, but I'll tell you about it um, right after this little intro bit of music that I thought was kind of appropriate because uh, that's kind of the way I'm feeling right now. So after this bit of music, I'll be back and tell you all about my new um, job. <laughs> Oh, but of course, I forgot to say, too, uh, this week we're going to be looking at the Enterprise episode, the Anir, or Inir, I think that's Inir is how you say it. Anyway, we're looking at that fourth season episode of Enterprise, so uh, stand by after this little musical interlude, and I'll be right back. Welcome uh, to the podcast uh, again, everyone. Uh, this is Treks in Sci-Fi, your weekly show about uh, Star Trek and science fiction and entertainment and TV and film and all kinds of stuff, uh, music and whatever, books. Got to do more books, I think. Anyway, uh, let's start out with, let's get it out of the way, the uh, the job thing. Yeah, so it's a new year. The last week, I, uh, there's been quite a bit of activity, and all of a sudden, I guess it first started on Tuesday. I got a phone call from uh, a recruiter-type person, and basically they had a position that someone wanted to talk to me about. It was or is located in Illinois. I'm in Michigan, so it's not close, but it is with the 
Testers Corporation, and Testers is for the model makers out there, and hobbyists will know that name. They make, uh, if you go into like a hobby store or even a store like Michael's, they they make uh, a, a wide variety of small uh, enamel and water-based paints for model making and craft work, and they've been around a long time. I've used their stuff for years, growing up uh, building lots of models uh, in my uh you know, home growing up, I would use their stuff. I still got uh, quite a bit of their thing, you know, their materials. I've actually got a bottle of, uh, let's see, some kind of metallic blue here. Uh, what is this one? Blue uh, metallic. Oh, that's a fancy name. <laughs> anyway, they're located in uh, the Rockford, Illinois area. So anyone out there who's in the Chicago area or Illinois, you'll know that it's a pretty big city, I guess. So long story short, I had a phone interview with them. On Thursday, that went well, and on a Friday morning, basically, I found out I have now. This is a um, another contract situation where it's what they call contract to hire. So it will be a contract position to begin with, like I had in November. But uh, I am assuming they haven't messed up like certain other companies have, and uh, they sound like they have a lot of work, a lot of interesting work. And definitely need the help. So, I, you know, who knows? I, I, I hope it turns into a regular thing. It would be a big change if it did become a, a permanent position. You know, it, Lynn, my wife, would uh, probably have to get another job in that area and teaching or whatever. And we'd move and all that. But that's kind of down the road. The bottom line or the best uh, part of it all is I've got a new position starting. Uh, well, I drive there tomorrow on Monday. I have to be at work at the place at Testers on Tuesday morning, and I'll be there through the week. I'm probably going to be coming home next weekend. So, uh, And it's about a roughly five-and-a-half, six-hour drive to get there. <laughs> so anyway, if um, I wanted to say, though, I, and, I, and I am pretty happy and pretty excited about all this, it's, but it's a bit of a shock because it happened so fast. But I did want to mention that it is possible that I may be altering and, and changing the upcoming podcast schedule. Just always check treksinsci-fi.com. I will keep the updates there going. I'll have a laptop with me on the road and, and all that. But uh, it, it's possible I may be altering you know, when the show is released, when I record it, and things like that. I'm trying to... I'm hoping not to disrupt the schedule too much, but, you know, that's the way it goes sometimes. It also is quite possible that some of the upcoming shows in the near future may, the quality may not be as as good. Uh, I may have to be using like a portable setup, you know, with a headset and, and, and not as good of a microphone and things like that. But I will still endeavor to try to get out to what I have said that I will. And uh, But again, it may change. I will keep everyone up to date. On the website and on the forums, you guys will, you guys are always up to date on that. So, um, that's the scoop. Hi, this is Rick Moyer, and I've got a brand new CD out to watch the stars with. It's called Stargazer. Take a listen to some of the songs. Three, two, one, zero. Launch commence. Liftoff. We have liftoff with Apollo 14. Three minutes past the hour.
you can purchase this 13-track CD or download it at takehimwithyou.com slash stargazer. Stargazer, a collection of songs to watch the stars with. Get your copy today. Well, let's get into some sci-fi and Trek talk. Uh, I'd also want to say Happy uh, New Year to everyone. This is the first time I've had uh, a chance to really wish everyone in the new year uh, a happy 2010. It's... Uh, Seems to be starting out pretty good for me, and I, I hope everyone else out there is doing well and healthy, and and everything is going well for you in this. Uh, we'll call it a new decade. I know there's that whole like the new decade doesn't start really until you get to the O one, like two thousand and one and two thousand and eleven. But I still kind of think of it as a new new decade. Uh, and um, so twenty ten, here we are. The the big Trek news or story probably in the last week or so or more, a couple of things. First, uh, Patrick Stewart was uh, officially became a knight. I almost said a knight of the round table. It's, I guess it's not really that, right? It's a, a knight. Uh, he was knighted uh, by the queen. I, I, is, I guess that's the who does it. Uh, UK listeners, where are you when, you need, when I need you? So... Uh, but that is official now. It was rumored for a little bit, and then it happened pretty quickly, it seems like. So that's uh, good for Patrick, good for him. And the other Trek story, the you know, more related to the film series, they have announced a tentative sort of unofficial date for the next movie release. And, you know, these things, who knows? They switched the other one. They moved the other one when it was coming from Christmas until uh, June. So this one is now officially set, or sorry, in, in they moved it from December until May, and and the reason I think I said June is the next one, whatever number this is going to be numbered as, or I'm I'm guessing it's just going to be a subtitle. It'll be Star Trek something something, you know, or whatever, like that uh, that Empire uh, parody that came out from Family Guy, which is a lot of fun, I thought, and pretty funny stuff. Uh, uh, fairly adult though, so not for kids, and there is a little language in it, but I enjoyed it anyway. The the next Star Trek movie, Star Trek something, something, dark side, something. It is set for June 29th, 2012. So just, uh, you know, a little more than or around two and a half years to go until we get another Star Trek movie. And I know people would, you know, maybe like it sooner. Uh, I didn't, I really never really thought we'd get one within two years. You know, it, it would have, you know, 2009 to 2011. I thought... Two years was going to be pretty tricky and pretty hard. It's all a lot of involved scheduling and marketing and, and people's schedules, and it's it's a big thing. I mean, it does take a lot of time to both film and make these films and, and, and all the effects and CG and everything like that, but it, it, a lot of it's just sort of the logistics of scheduling the whole thing. So that is the date. I mean, I'm pretty confident that it is going to be 2012. It will be the summer. That would put it around the big weekend of the 4th of July for box office and things like that. Anyway, I'm not sure what day of the week the 29th is. I'm guessing that might be not a Friday. It's probably a Wednesday. I have to look that up sometime. But uh, that is the tentative date for Star Trek, I guess, 12 will be at. Greetings, guildies. I'm Kenny. And I'm Jenny. When you're not listening to the Trex and Sci-Fi podcast, why don't you listen to Knights of the Guild? 
the official fan podcast of the web series, The Guild. Each month, we'll bring you the latest news about the Guild cast, including what projects they're working on and what conventions they'll be attending. Also, we'll be updating you on the current season. We'll talk about some behind-the-scenes fun of Season 2, as well as having cast, crew, and fan interviews. So head over to iTunes and subscribe to Knights of the Guild. Or go to our website for a direct download at knightsoftheguild.podbean.com. Zaboo! There's been uh, not as much uh, new TV on in the last few weeks over the holidays and all that, but there have been some things that have started back up and some things that we're um, seeing very soon uh, coming out right now. The uh, the one, a few things I wanted to mention, Dollhouse uh, is just continuing to be great. Uh, I urge everyone to stay with that. There's only a couple of episodes left. And if you've never checked it out, you know, buy uh, the first season and get caught up. It's a, really a good show. It, it, it's kind of, I mean, I'm glad that they've had two seasons to kind of tell the story. And I'm glad that Joss is, uh, Joss Whedon is getting a chance to sort of wrap it up a little bit. But these last several episodes they've done have just been really incredible. And I think part of that is is they're they're trying to kind of compress and jam a lot of stuff that may have taken longer to learn and, uh, you know, over a longer period of time. But he's trying to get it out there since the show is ending. But uh, really great stuff. The cast is just excellent, and uh, I'm going to really miss it quite a bit. Uh, the positive news a little bit is that the series, the fun series, the sort of geeky series Chuck is coming back uh, starting tonight, actually, on NBC. And Scott Bakula is going to also be guesting again this year in a few episodes. You know, he plays uh, Chuck's father on the uh, show Chuck, and he was in a few episodes last year, and he'll be, he's going to be back this year. He's also in a new series uh, that I'm really enjoying. It's not sci-fi, but I did want to briefly mention it. Uh, Scott Bakula is in a show called Men of a Certain Age. It is on cable, what is it, on USA, I think? Uh, I'll, I'll look that up when I take a quick break here. But anyway, it's a, it's a great show, Men of a Certain Age. I think you can find it via... Hulu, and I think that links you maybe to a site, another site to watch them streaming online. I think they've only are up to like five episodes, but it's a great show, especially for people that are guys. I think that are family people around the you know the age that I am and that kind of stuff. But I think everyone could enjoy this show. It's very real, but it's all it's well well written and well acted. So check out that series, that non sci fi men of a certain age. What else has been on? Uh, I think New Big Bang Theory is coming back this week. A lot of things are coming back this coming week. Fringe will be back with a special episode on Monday night after House. And it's also going to have another showing on Thursday. They're doing, I think, a special to try to boost the ratings a little after House this week. And then there's going to be another one on uh, Thursday as well. You can get caught up on that as well on Hulu. I, I feel really bad for those listening to the podcast that are in other countries that can't access Hulu because... Especially, I, I know, and going back kind of on the road again here for this job coming up, Hulu is just uh, wonderful to be able to just sort of, you know, plug in my laptop somewhere in the hotel and get caught up on TV shows and things that I miss when I'm away. So it's great. I, I wish everyone in the world was able to view it. I, I wish they would figure out a way to do that. But I know there's so many rights and, and restrictions and things. And, of course, there are alternative ways, but I, I, I think they – it would really behoove them to come up with some mechanism to allow people in other areas. I mean, I know people even in Canada have trouble with some of this stuff. 
to to let them figure out a system to have this work for everyone or people are just going to find other means to do it so uh, that's i guess the answer to that uh, what else have i been watching caught up on a few movies nothing spectacular really uh, i i oh i did see though i i saw the sherlock holmes film uh, over the Christmas break. I don't think I've talked about that maybe on the podcast yet. Uh, not really exactly sci-fi, but kind of a geeky, I think, thing uh, that would appeal to people like us. And I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was great. Robert Downey Jr. I thought was fun. And whether it's really true to the Holmes legend and all that, I don't really know. I'm not up on that uh, like I am with Trek and other things, but it it was an enjoy a very enjoyable time at the movies. I thought so. Uh, check that out, and you know, go see Avatar if you haven't seen it. Uh, you know, I I'm glad that Avatar is doing so well. I'm glad that people are enjoying it. But you know, I like the movie. I thought it was a good movie. I think I I named it as as one of my favorites for last year. But I, I'm still just kind of a, this is shocking me almost the way Trek did a little bit is is how much people are enjoying this. I I liked it, but I didn't really find it this, you know, amazing event that it's sort of turning out to be, that it's making all this money. I don't know, maybe. I mean, I like the story. I thought it was impressive the way they did everything, and I'm not trying to down it at all. And like I said, it was one of my favorites of last year. But I've not always been, you know, a good judge of what the general public will like for movies. So I am just kind of shocked and a little surprised that it's doing as much box office although that may just be partly due to the timing you know there wasn't i don't think a huge amount of stuff to see this christmas i think that sherlock holmes a few other things but i think for those kinds of films action adventure and 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 that kind of thing there wasn't a big offering you know if we had like gotten maybe a harry potter movie and maybe something else too i think it would have been a different story there were other films but a lot of them were kind of those I'll call them the Oscar movies that are that are dramas and stories, and those are good and okay. And I do want to see that Up in the Air movie with uh, George Clooney. That looks good, but uh, they're not. You know, when you're in a certain mood for a kind of movie, you know, you've got kind of drama, and then you've got kind of other things. And I think at this time, and, and the way the world is going, and a lot of things in people's lives, I think you're looking for a bit of an escape when you go to the movies, maybe. And I, I think this really hit uh, a good point in time to come out. So, yep, that's uh, that's about it. Got some good stuff coming out at the movies in the next few weeks. Book of Eli, that Legion movie, and other things I'm looking forward to. So I'll probably be uh, watching those at some movie theater in Illinois, I guess. Once you've finished listening to the excellent Treks in Sci-Fi podcast, why don't you pop over to our podcast? We're called Waffle On. And every few weeks, we'll be discussing a classic television show broadcast on British TV between 1960 and 1990. And we'll be talking about British-made, US-made and Australian-made shows. So come waffle on with us at http colon forward slash forward slash waffleon.podbean.com or simply head to iTunes and type in Waffle On. We'd be honoured if you'd join us. State your name, rank, and intention. The Doctor. Doctor. Fun. What I Yeah, that little uh, clip there was from a recent uh, Doctor Who uh, film or episode, whatever you want to call it, uh, called Waters of Mars. 
that uh, aired uh, on the BBC America not too long back, just before the the two-parter, the end of time two-parter, to close out David Tennant's uh, era as the Doctor. And I enjoyed these quite a bit. The I thought the last episode especially was very moving, and I am not going to give much away. People, people uh, probably out there, quite a few of you maybe haven't seen this yet. Uh, it is, uh, uh, but if you're a Doctor Who fan, you definitely should check these out when you can. Uh, I'm not going to say, I guess, yeah, too much. I just wanted to mention it, it has shown in both uh, the UK and BBC America has aired it now, and it'll probably pop up on maybe Sci-Fi Channel sometime in the future. What else did I want to say related? To, I, oh, and we've got this Matt Smith, this new actor uh, playing uh, the Doctor in these upcoming, uh, I think that's starting in the springtime or so. Uh, I'm a little kind of leery about it. He seems kind of young for the role. I don't know. I mean, I everyone keeps saying, you know, he'll be okay and everything will be fine and all that. And I'm definitely going to be watching and seeing how it all works out. So uh, anyway, Doctor Who, the end of kind of one era and the start of another. And I think... We may perhaps sometime in the near future have a special Who podcast about these last episodes uh, coming from some of our uh, favorites on the forum over at treksinsci-fi.com. Program complete. Enter when ready. All right. I think right now we're going to have to get into the Enterprise episode for this week, the Anir. Uh, it is from the fourth season, and I'm going to just do a commentary as I watch it with you. It'll be, uh, I think, a little more interesting that way for this particular episode, and I'd uh, like to get started right now. <laughs> Previously on Enterprise... From what I've heard about these wrong ones, they mean business. We have to find some way to stop them, or next time, they might come back with a thousand of those ships. Unless this murderer meets me in combat, your precious alliance is finished. The ambassador's decided to fight in place of his underling, not the ambassador. Romulan space. Disconnect the pilot. So we're getting some background here on uh, the alliance that's been trying to form between the uh, three uh, or four main species, the humans, the Tellarites, the Andorians, and the Vulcans. This mission was supposed to cause dissension in the region. It's had the opposite effect. Senator, you... The Andorians and Tellarites have formed an alliance. They're working together for the first time in history. It won't last. A group of senators doesn't share your optimism. They're presenting a motion to cancel this mission. That would be a mistake. The mistake was mine when I supported this endeavor. Do you realize how you've weakened my position? When this is over, you'll be first consul. After a failure of this magnitude, I could be dead. This isn't a failure. It's a setback. We have to deal with the humans. They are the ones that brought the Andorians and Tellarites together. The second drone ship is armed and ready for battle. With two ships, I can deliver a devastating blow. We will hunt down Enterprise and destroy it. It's been a long 
Okay, so again, this is uh, in the fourth season, pretty far along in the series of Enterprise. It first aired back in February of 2005, so it's like five years old now. Uh, it is, let me look at the credits here. The teleplay by Andra... Andre Baromas and uh, Manny Cotto did the actual script and the story here. And directed by Mike Viger, who I think first started out working behind the scenes on Trek and eventually worked into a director role. But uh, again, this this episode, the thing I one a couple things I really wanted to um, look at here and the things that I liked about it. I've always really enjoyed the Andorians quite a bit. And we get to learn a lot about their species. And this other, it's pronounced uh, the A-E-N-A-R, that species of Endorians. They're the Enar. You don't say the A, I guess. So it's just like double E-N-A-R is how it's pronounced. And I'm sure they'll be saying that word a few times in this episode. But uh, that is how it's pronounced, the Enar. And uh, back uh, with the episode now in the first act. A transport ship is returning the Tellarite ambassador to his home world. Tran has offered to stay and help us track down the Marauder. The drone is being operated by telepresence. It's a process which allows a vessel to be controlled from a remote location. We experimented with that years ago. Nothing came of it. A pilot can operate the drone from a great distance over many light years. So there really was no one on that ship and the people running it are back on their homeworld safe and sound. Essentially. Doesn't seem fair. Is there any way to interrupt this telepresence? I'm still reviewing the data Commander Tucker brought back, but I believe we can construct our own telepresence unit. And use it to hijack their ship? Doubtful. The most we can hope for is to interfere with their navigation. Get started. There's one problem. The data from the Marauder also contained a brainwave pattern. I believe it so here they're to trying the to figure out these Romulans have these the drone ships and they've been attacking uh, Enterprise and the Federation. Is necessary to well, not the Federation, the Starfleet, but uh, and they're trying Vulcan to figure out what's going on or how this is happening. Not to this extent. Can you identify the species? There's no exact match in my database. However, the nearest genome is Andorian. Tran is there with considerable right now damage, too, so uh, we'll have to replace he's been the kind of quiet here again. Assign every spare man to the repair crew. The ship isn't what concerns me. It's the pilot. What about him? Operating the vessel is extremely taxing. You'll have at least three days to rest. That won't be enough. He's suffering from severe mental fatigue. Piloting one ship would be difficult enough, but two? Then you'll have to increase the stimulants. The dosage is already at a dangerous level. He could be permanently damaged. He could die. If I didn't know you better, I'd say you're more concerned like with this idea too in this episode about this you know these remote the pilot, piloting of ships no and vessels. Mission. I know they've uh, keep him alive even here they've been the toying for After years of being able to do that for military purposes and you know mental control of uh, you know things has been worked on even for computer applications and that. So it's uh, it's definitely not too far fetched that this could be possible. It's from my world, but it's not from any Andorian you'd know. It's Enar. They're a kind of subspecies. Blind ice dwellers. 
most of our history, they were considered a myth, stories we told our children. But 50 years ago, they were discovered living in the northern wastes. They're extremely secretive. I can count on one hand the number of Andorians who've seen one face to face. Could they have built a ship like the Marauder? I seriously doubt they have the capacity. There's only a few thousand of them left, and even if they could, they're pacifists. They don't believe in violence. One of them does. Seems that way. We need to find out who's controlling that ship. Agreed. Travis. Yes, sir. Set a course for Andoria. Maximum warp. And this will be the first and only uh, episode of any Trek series that we get to see Andoria, which is pretty cool, I think. And uh, I like uh, that aspect of it. We get to learn more of one of the uh, main species that's always kind of been around in Star Trek. Vox. You were talking to him about me? It came up in conversation. Right. Well, I don't have the option of taking a break. The captain needs this done fast. I can manage. You might be the best there is at crunching numbers, but when it comes to actually sticking things together, you're a little out of your league. Like these work better when you strip off the Duranite caps. Don't ask me why, they just do. I'll make a note of that. And here we get a little you tension, know, you know, the whole trip to Paul relationship ship situation. I was convinced I was gonna die. You ever been there? Since Enterprise was launched, we've all been near death on more than one occasion. I'm not talking close scrapes. I mean, when you're in a bad situation and you know this is it, there's no way out. And you have time to think about it. Yeah, he had to eject off this ship in the, uh, in the previous episode, so that's what when Tripp's we were talking about to here. Destroy Sphere Forty One. I didn't believe we'd survive. What went through your mind? Whether or not to transfer auxiliary power to deflector array. Why do you ask? Just curious. Now we get to see that. Uh, Andoria is actually you know, a small moon of a gas giant called Andor, so it's, it's sort of like Endor in the uh, you know Return of the Jedi. Captain, it's a moon is where all the Andorians really live. That's why we're here. Energize. A lot of cool-looking visuals in this episode too. You get to see this ice planet, uh, Andoria. You get to see some uh, neat. Uh, Gas giant in the background and pretty Taste cool stuff. <laughs> really gets the blood running. 28 below? Lucky for you, it's the middle of summer. Yeah. The entrance is 20 meters ahead. The Vulcans say that the desert teaches men the meaning of endurance, but it's the ice that forges real strength. It's hard to believe anything can survive here. It isn't easy. Andorian cities are built underground to take advantage of geothermal energy. I didn't see the sun until I was 15. Careful, Shred. You don't have your balance back yet. 
Hands off, pigskin. Yeah, Shran was uh, injured when Archer had to fight him in this situation, and one of his antennae Not got a good place chopped off. Jeffrey Combs, uh, always a great job as Shran. We'll I, I really enjoyed him. Hope to be him. You know, they would have made him perhaps a regular if the series had continued. I would have really liked to have seen that. Maybe even made him a crew member on Enterprise or something. We're all soldiers, Nadeo. From the moment we are born. When we forget that, we invite disaster. You know, basically what's going on is the Romulans are worried about this alliance that's forming, so they're trying to break it up and mess things up with these remote ships controlled by the Enar. Or this one Enar, at least. What happened? I made the mistake of challenging the precept of unlimited expansion. I asked the question, is conquest truly the best course for our people? And I was expelled. I'm sorry. This is I'm a pretty common actor we've pity. seen in, in things like I The X-Files. This is Brian Thompson playing uh, this Romulan. Uh, never to repeat my Val Dor is his and name here. And he does a, a really good purpose. job as well. He's very imposing. I he was one of the alien type uh, people on X-Files uh, that we saw in quite a few episodes of that series. Which kind of reminds me, I need to do an X-Files podcast sometime. I said it here, so I will do that. And I will do that Ice sometime force. in the not-too-distant future. They live in the ice, generate heat through a chemical reaction. Big swarm came through here a day or two ago. I'm sure Phlox would love to get his hands on one. Best to avoid them. When I was a boy, I stumbled into a large den, wound up with third-degree burns over half my body. Shran, listen to me. We should find another way. Afraid of heights, Captain? I think a lot of this was built on this, uh, they called it the Planet Hell stage for uh, Next Generation. Shran just slipped down something and jabbed uh, like there's an ice. Uh, the ice came out beneath me. Ice stickle kind of jammed through his leg here. He's hurt pretty bad. is sort of looking over at them as the Hold still. as Archer tries to uh, bind Please up uh, Shran's wound. But if you move, he could start again. We can't stay here. We'll freeze to death. Archer Enterprise. Archer Enterprise. We're well inside the dampening field. It doesn't hurt to try. How far are we from the Enar? I think we just got a lot closer. 
now there's a group of them, Hello. probably about three approaching uh, Archer and Shran here, three Enar. We need your help. My friend's been hurt. It'd be really cool to see some Andorians in like the next Trek movie too. I'd love to see that uh, as uh, you know, maybe some other crew members on the Enterprise. There's not as much data on the neural interface as I'd like. It's all we have. I can connect someone to the unit, but it'll be dangerous. How dangerous? Well, if the interface malfunctions, there could be severe neurolytic shock, possibly resulting in brain damage. There's got to be some way we can make it safer. Diagnostics will only tell us so much, I'm afraid. So basically, the Enterprise are trying to build this sort of neural interface. I want to uh, be the first one to try it to, out. To uh, work against the Romulans. You're not telepathic. It wouldn't be a true measure of the unit's effectiveness. Well, at least we'll find out if it causes brain damage. I'll test the unit. You're the ranking officer. Too risky. Considering what's at stake, the risk is acceptable. We could at least wait until the captain gets back. Our goal should be to have the unit ready by the time he returns. That means conducting a full series of tests. The discussion's closed. We have a lot of work to do. Now they get to uh, see a nice visual of this underground uh, complex uh, uh, on Endoria. Pretty neat looking. Uh, Kind of reminds me of that underwater city on Naboo in uh, The Phantom Menace. It's all these little pods and things like that. I always wonder where they build, they get all your the building materials well. when they are underground and you don't see any, uh, you know, machinery around very much. You're Captain Archer. You can read minds. We have a strict law here, Captain. No one may enter another's thoughts without permission. I know your name because the Andorian Chancellor contacted us. I need to speak with someone in authority. We assign our leaders as the need arises. For this occasion, I have been chosen as speaker. I take it you know why we're here. I know what the Andorians have told us. Someone's been attacking your ships. And you believe we're involved. It's a bit more complicated than that. It will save time and foster our trust if I can have your thoughts. Shran doesn't really like this idea, but Archer is okay with it, of course. And... You have an interesting mind, Captain. Many facets. Thank you. Some of those facets are in conflict. That explains a lot. Sure. <laughs> the evidence you've gathered appears irrefutable. It seems there was an Enar controlling that ship. But you're skeptical. We're a non-violent people. That a member of our race could cause so much death, it's extremely disturbing. Do you have any idea who it could be? There's one possibility. Who? A year ago, one of our citizens disappeared 
while collecting ice spores. We assumed he'd been killed in an accident, but we never found his body. Now you know why. Garib would not be doing this voluntarily. You think he was abducted? It's the best explanation. It doesn't matter why he's doing it. He has to be stopped. This device you're building aboard your ship? We're hoping it will disrupt the signal that's controlling the Marauder. You will need one of us to operate it. You owe us that much. At least. I'll consult with the others. It's nice to see how these, you know, even though they're almost the same species, the Andorians and the Enar, how they're so very different. And, you know, they kind of did the same thing with the Romulans and the Remans a little bit, too. Very different uh, looking uh, and acting species, but uh, from basically the same planet. Or moon, in this case. Commander. Hey. Trip. I appreciate your concern for my safety. I just don't want Enterprise to lose a good officer. I think you're letting your feelings impact your work. My work's as good as it's ever been. As far as my feelings go, they're purely professional. I've never been able to sleep with someone standing at the foot of my bed. I didn't mean to disturb you. Actually, I was awake. What is it? I've never met a blue skin. You're blind. How can you tell my skin is blue? Don't ask me to explain. I was never very good at science. Neither was I. Is it true that where you come from, the temperature rises above freezing for weeks at a time? Every few years, there's a heat wave. I've been on worlds where that temperature is only slightly below the boiling point of water. I can't imagine such a place. I'm trying to forget it. <laughs> I lost 10% of my body weight in two days. <sighs> So this is a young Enar that seems to, to be uh, interested in Shran. For what? When I saw you for the first time, I sensed some of your thoughts. I, I didn't intend to. It's never been all that hard to figure out what I'm thinking. I know what it's like to lose someone. Garib, the one who's missing. He's my brother. Sorry. You would never hurt anyone, not intentionally. So we've been told. Do you think he's in pain? There's no way of knowing. I have nightmares. Garib's bound, locked in a strange cage. He's calling for me. He wants me to rescue him.
Yeah, so, you know, obviously the Enar are not really been going along with things. Forgive me. They're using, uh, you know, drugs and things to to make this one, make Garab work for the Romulans and use the, his powers to control this ship. How do you feel? To make these attacks. I just need a moment. Now they're testing the unit on Enterprise with T'Pol in the chair. Indicator's moving. Doc? So far, so good. I'll be damned, it's working. Is she okay? Her synaptic response is erratic. I'll be fine. Getting worse, Commander. That's enough. Shut it down. You're all right. It worked. I'll rest for a few minutes, and then we'll try again. You said Garib was abducted. If that's true, don't you want to help him? Not with violence we're trying to stop violence i won't deny that you're in ah, the classic case you know but our decision stands forget it captain they've never even helped defend their own world we're wasting our time systems ready Launch the drones. So they're making another attack here with uh, Garib in his chair with all these little cables and things hooked to it. You need to rest. I've had enough rest. We should clear the dampening field soon. Wait. What is it? Swarm. I don't see anything. There are these worms that uh, burrow through the ice, these ace worms that uh, are dangerous. And they were detected. It'll take a few just, minutes for them to ahead. pass. Garib and I love chasing ice spores. Once we followed a swarm for two hours, caught hundreds of them. We were almost at the surface. My family was very worried. They're going to be worried about me now. Are you sure you want to do this? I won't abandon my brother. So she's going to go help them, What's even though like? they really didn't want to do that. Your the other Anir didn't want to. Yeah. Commander to Paul. Commander. She's doing her job. She's gonna hurt herself. Take my advice. Don't interfere. I can't believe I'm getting this from you now. 
Has everyone on this ship gone crazy? Not everyone. Oh, I'm crazy. It's not your fault. As far as I know, there are no species in the galaxy that have mastered the art of mixing uh, romance and vocation. You're the last one who should be giving me a lecture. Vulcan neural pressure was your idea. You were having trouble sleeping. So obviously, Trip doesn't really want do. this to go on anymore, but, uh, you know, they need to do it. It's a tough, untreatable. tough decision, tough You'll situation. To We've been here before. He's right, we're going in circles. Trying to stop us. How? They're not letting us see the path to the surface. How could that be possible? It's time to come back. I can't. They're fighting a war. Do you want to be a part of that? I don't want to fight anyone. I want to help my brother. Help him by standing up for what we believe in. She's doing what she thinks is right. She's betraying her people. It's not true. Shouldn't she be allowed to follow her own conscience? She's not following her conscience. How do you know? Have you read her mind? I thought that was against your custom. Jamal? Take my thoughts. This uh, Jamel is played by uh, actress Alexandra London. I've seen her before. Her voice You're seems certain familiar this is what you want. Yes. Very well. So they were confusing their thoughts so they couldn't get to the surface. And basically, now they, they've said, well, okay, here we go. And they opened, you know, their thoughts so they can see the portal. They exit an area. Captain Starlog supplemental. We've returned to Enterprise, where we received word that the cargo ship Ticonderoga is missing. Anything on long-range sensors? Not yet. What's our ETA? We'll be at their last known coordinates in six hours. Tell Malcolm to finish his upgrades to the targeting scanners. If we run into that marauder again, I want to make sure every shot counts. Understood. Report. She's good to go. So now they have Jamel in, in the chair here on Enterprise. I'm ready, Captain. Auto movement. Fifty percent spike. Feeling all right? We can stop anytime you like. It's strangely enjoyable. Just max it out. Is that good? Very good. Is there another test we can try? 
Cell casings. Several bodies. Human. Keep scanning. Try to find the Marauder's warp signature. Is there any word from Sigma? She's gonna be okay. Flock says it's too dangerous to try again. Looks like we went all the way to Andoria. Don't give up yet. What happened? You had a convulsion. You're all right now. I was dreaming. Of Karen. Really do a good job I with failed, all the makeup and everything in these Ridiculous. Uh, Michael Westmore's group and him. That kind of bravery. The, uh, the near and the Andorians, uh, and you know, they look the enough alike, guard. but different too. I'd be afraid to go anywhere near that thing. Really, uh, really well done, I think. And they gave the near like this larger Dallas kind of head and forehead woman. to kind of indicate their higher mental abilities. I was the fortunate one. My brother's going to die, isn't he? I won't hear that from you. It's hard to be strong. You make it look easy. Keep being strong. For me. A ship's dropping out of war. It appears to be a Tellarite freighter. Tactical alert. Hail them. Target their engines. If it is a freighter. survived the last attempts. I can reach him. I can make him stop. Better try. Enterprise is taking heavy damage. Target with the second drone. 
Attack Vector 177. It may not be necessary. Follow my orders. Two drones is kind of hard for this uh, near uh, to control, and it's going to kind of overwhelm it. Another ship's approaching, bearing 016 Mark 12. An Andorian battlecruiser. It's a PAR. Its power signature is not Andorian. Target them! Captain, I'm picking up an energy reading from sickbay. It's the telepresence unit. Archer to sickbay. What's going on? Jamel's going to make another attempt. Is she up to it? She's quite insistent. You know, they're getting pretty pounded here, and of course, uh, they have oh, about one chance. It could trigger a seizure. Jamel. Jamel? I can do it. Disconnect her. Now! No! She can do this! It lost warp power. Continue targeting their engines. Someone's tapping into the telemetric array. That's a hacker. Jumel? It's me. It's not possible. How? You have to stop what you're doing. Where are you? I'm on the ship here attacking. Both drones are coming to a stop. Yep, they We're are. defenseless. I've stopped firing. I thought you were dead. They said I was the last surviving Enoch. They lied to you. I've killed so many people. It wasn't you. It was them. They forced you. You can stop it. You know what you have to do. The first drone is targeting the second. Take all weapons offline. I've lost access. Each other. Let's give them a hand. Photonic torpedoes. Full spread. Hi, sir. Stop this. Now. Now! Resume your attack on the Earth ship. Remember me, Jamel. Starlog supplement. 
There's been no sign of any other Marauder ships. We're returning Shran and Jamel to Andorian. I want to thank you again. I owe you thanks. If I hadn't come with you, my brother would have died alone. Goodbye, Captain. Goodbye. I regret much of what happened between us recently. Same here. When you lose your ship, you aren't usually rewarded with another one. I may not see you for a while. If there's anything we can do or say on your behalf. I appreciate the offer. Let's just see what the future brings. Like I said before, I like Shran quite a bit. Try to stay out of trouble, things get. And he becomes pretty important still in the remaining episodes as well. Come in. I've been looking over your report. I think you're being a little hard on yourself. There's no getting around it. I missed a 10 degree variance in the telepresence emitter. I spoke with Fox. He doesn't think it had anything to do with Jamel's seizure. But he can't be sure. Either way, I should have caught it. We were all under a lot of pressure. My mind wasn't on the job. If that were true, you probably wouldn't be standing here now. Captain, I want to transfer. Where? Columbia. They need experienced people. You've turned them down twice before. Why now? I think I can do some good over there. I need to hear it, Trip. They need me more. What's this really about? I told you. I haven't heard one thing that explains this. I've said everything I want to. That's it. I'm supposed to accept that. And if I refuse your transfer? Yeah. As a friend, I'm asking you. Let me do this. It's your career trip, but as a friend, I'm asking you to stay. I can't. Thank you. Dismissed. Yeah, so that's of course all about Paul and everything. What do you to say that, right? <laughs> ah, we so there it is. There's this uh, week's look at uh, the Anir, uh, this episode. Uh, did I say that wrong again? Enar. Gosh, I keep doing that. 
Excuse me. Sorry about that. Enar. The Enar. This episode of Enterprise from the fourth season. I, I, every time I watch one of these again, I always, you know, say to myself, this show just had a lot, so much more it could have done, so much more episodes and stories there were still to tell, and, and it just got way cut short. Uh, maybe someday we'll be able to get to see them again in some capacity, some way, in the, uh, maybe they'll work them into some future movie or TV series or something. There are books that they put out that kind of continue the story a bit as well, so those are... Uh, Definitely good to check out if you're a fan of Enterprise like I am. So I'm going to take a very short break, and I'll be right back. So uh, are you ready to do this? Um, what's that? You know, making the promo for Trex and Sci-Fi. Uh, what's Trex and Sci-Fi? What? You know, the place where you get your weekly dose of geeky goodness? Trex and Sci-Fi. Uh-huh. Uh, anywho... Each week, you can join myself, Andrew, and Kevin on STO Logs. It's your source for weekly podcasts on Star Trek Online. Listen in for the latest news, tips, and tricks. Join us on the cast by sending questions and comments by email, or stop by our website at www.stologs.com and sign up for the forums, where we discuss everything and anything Star Trek. Till then, guys, we'll see you in port. Okay, I have a very brief and a quick a little collectible review I thought I would do for you on this episode. I got this for uh, Christmas. It is one of the uh, the yearly uh, Star Trek Hallmark ornaments that they come out with. The cool thing about this is it's actually kind of little, kind of a little prop replica. It is a uh, a replica of the Phaser One, the small little hand phaser from the original Star Trek series. It's uh, pretty nicely done. It's it's about one, I'd say it's pretty close to one-to-one scale from the ones I know and have seen and handled. It has uh, batteries, and it has a little sight on it, and when you lift the sight up with the little dial, you get the phaser. You can probably hear that. And it lights up the little tip, kind of a red glow on the tip at the end when the, when you fire it. And there's also another little button that has various sound uh, bites from the series. Listen to this. See if you can pick this up. Yeah, so there's about a half a dozen different little phrases it does, and uh, it's pretty neat. Uh, you could probably find one still somewhere online, like eBay. Uh, they were out in the you know Hallmark shops in different stores around the holidays. And you can also, there's a little hook on one end of it allows you to hang it from a, a Christmas tree as well. But I just have it over in kind of a, a little display cabinet right now uh, since it is no longer the Christmas time. <laughs> Can't hang it on the tree right now, I guess, since the tree's down. So anyway, there's a little uh, cool little replica uh, I got for Christmas from the family, and uh, I thought it was a pretty neat gift, and uh, thought I would share that with you. And that's just about going to do it for this week's edition of Treks in Sci-Fi. Hope everyone's enjoyed uh, this kind of back-to-the-usual format, looked at the episode The Enar of Enterprise. Yes, that's how you say it. 
and talked about the new job and some movie stuff and Trek news. You know, the usual fun. Hey, if you're not a member on the Treks and Sci-Fi forums, just go check it out over at treksandsci-fi.com and join up. We'd love to have you. We've just started a new season on the RPG over there. Lots of good stuff, lots of good people to talk to about Trek and other geeky subjects. If you enjoy the podcast, uh, donations are always welcome. Uh, just send those uh, in. And there's a donation links on the forums and on the main website as well. And uh, I think that's just about it. I'm going to get out of here and uh, play some little exit music and things for you. Everyone have a great uh, week. I'll fill you all in on the next episode of Treks and Sci-Fi on how the new job at Testers is going. Anyway, everyone, uh, take care. Thanks for listening. Always appreciate it. And welcome. And uh, I'll talk to you again very soon. Bye-bye. Oh, wait, one last thing. Next week's, uh, at least the current schedule, shows that next week's episode is going to be about the first Lord of the Rings film, The Fellowship of the Ring. So if you have comments about those, or, well, specifically that film, uh, not the whole trilogy, but just the the Fellowship of the Ring is what I'm going to cover to begin with, send those in to treksf at gmail.com. Bye-bye. This has been a Rick Dosti podcast production. <laughs>